Hello, welcome everyone to the Handsome Hockey Podcast, episode two. Probably won't ever hear episode one, but that's all right. I'm Rob Otero here with my co-host Jake and Evan. Hello, boys. How you doing? Doing real well, Rob. Good to see you. Good to see you in the flesh. Likewise. Doing well for uh, in these times. Yeah. Good. I haven't been paying attention to hockey because all I've been doing with my free time is watching motorcycle videos on YouTube because <laughs> I picked up a new hobby in quarantine. <laughs> Since I can't play hockey, I'm just watching hockey and doubling down therein. Are you watching like old Jeremy McGrath dirt bike videos or is it like... No, I'm mostly watching product reviews on bikes that I, I want to buy in the future that I can't afford. Ah, oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I feel about like yachts and land. Wow, that'd be great to own that. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Property, mostly product reviews and safety videos so I don't kill myself. Uh, Trying to learn how to ride a bike. And uh, the occasional uh, NHL three-minute rap. (laughs) (laughs) Which which we... uh, through our chat thread the other day, realized that have have been a thing for a while, or has been a thing for a while, but we just haven't been paying attention. I think they're particularly awesome because you you know in the length of a Black Keys song, you can not listen to the new Black Keys. Yeah, exactly. You you the can new- catch up on your hockey and like not get shitty heroin references. Well, so all I know that's been happening. Uh, is Toronto is done. Yes. Which we can all agree upon is a great thing. That makes me so happy. <laughs> like, As, I don't even dislike the players. Uh, it's, it's, it's Toronto uh, hockey culture. Yeah. It's like, the culture that, that it's their fans. Actually, that's, let's, let's put a name to it. And like, the media, the media too. Yeah. The me- like the people that ran Phil Kessel out of town for being Phil Kessel instead of embracing Phil Kessel. Well, to be fair, to embrace Phil Kessel is to get like a chest full of sweat. Yeah. You know, at all times. My girlfriend knows all about that. (laughs) It's not so bad. Dad, dad bod is in now, guys. So she's, yeah, because we're all in quarantine and getting fat. And so what happened? They, they had a three goal lead going into the third. Yes. Of that game. So game, no, well, game three. Yeah, game three, they had a three-goal lead, and Columbus came back and so won. So epic. It was, well, to be fair to Toronto, though, they did the exact same thing in game four, coming back from a three-goal deficit to win in overtime uh, with three goals in the final, I think, four minute, four and a half minutes. Wow. I was watching that game with a buddy we decided to go get food real quick because the game was over and he pulled up the the radio feed and was listening to it. And I had to drive like a madman to get back to the house because <laughs> by the time I parked, Zach Hyman had scored the tie- game tying goal. And by the time we got upstairs, they had almost won it in overtime. So an, an impressive feat by a team that has undeniably 
a very talented roster. A stupid amount of talent. And that's why At least nobody wanted to see Lafreniere go there. Yes, absolutely. And then in game five, they got shut out by Corpusalo. Epic. Yeah. Epic. And then tonight, Eunice, like... <laughs> Set the NHL record for saves in an NHL game or in how, a playoff game. How many was it? Was it 80? 85. 85? Was that the, I, I saw 84, 88. So does and this conclude the play-ins now? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, actually, we're gone a little bit past that. You know, recording this podcast like a little bit past the starting line. So we're a couple games into the actual Stanley Cup playoffs now, as of tonight. We should be more games in, but one decided to take so long in the shower that they sent the other game to tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Blue huh. Jackets and uh, Tampa game went to five overtimes. Wow. And because of that, they pushed the Bruins game, the Bruins and Hurricane, Hurricane, which is actually the game that I I was super excited. I was super excited for as well. I think the Tampa Columbus series, and we'll get to this later, has the most panache of any of the opening round series, but or first round series. But uh, I was excited for that Carolina Boston game too. And then they were like, "Sorry, the team before you, the teams before you played almost three games, so we're going to move you to tomorrow morning." So I think that game is being played at like 1130 in the morning tomorrow. Eastern. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So we're back to a seven game format. We're in the real. Like this is the real playoffs. Yes. The the news from the five game play in was that, I mean, overall, I feel like it worked. Yeah. I mean, most importantly, no COVID uh, positive tests. So I the league has had something like 1100 negative tests in a row now or something like that. So massively successful on that front. Um baseball's calling like yeah, hey, how hey you, what's up? How'd you do that? How'd you do that? Yeah. Right, and the NBA is having problems as well? Not much. No. Not as much Very as you low. would think everyone's with them just, being in Florida. Everyone's just talking shit. That's yeah, all. the NBA's problems is like the players are too used to going to strip clubs. Yes. And they can't stop that. <laughs> I mean, if I had that particular addiction, you wouldn't be able to stop me either. It's just looking at different bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hockey players are content to just look at each other. Yeah. They, they are the most boring professional athletes without a doubt. Like jockeys are more exciting than hockey players. Yeah. That's only because they're small. <laughs> I mean, Hey man, uh, Martin St. Louis still pretty boring. Yeah, except for true. his, except for his, except for his uh, and his stature. That's what makes him interesting. So going into like us now being in the quote unquote real playoffs, I just want to object. I am upset because so the NHL used the these are not the playoffs screed or screen to like keep out seven teams including Robinize teams from the playoffs. And I'm not saying the Red Wings deserve to make the playoffs. They absolutely did not deserve to make the playoffs. They did deserve the first overall pick, and we'll yeah, get to totally. that later. <laughs> but these were not called playoff games. They were called play-in games. But the playoff, the games counted as playoff games on players' stats. 
like they get credit for playoff games for having played in them and their career stats are reflected as playoff goals assists ice time whatever and so it's it's a cop-out is what i'm saying is like just say to those seven teams you're not good enough don't say these aren't the real playoffs are you, are you still in a situation at work where you can screw off and watch hockey I mean, I have to get my work done, um, but like it's always playing in the background and it has been for what, two weeks now? It's just been like on in the background. And when I hear an announcer get excited, I turn around and and watch for like 10 to 15 seconds and then turn back to my my scribblings of a job. Um, you don't you don't have the NHL TV multicast in the corner on your second monitor. You know, it's. Largely because I hadn't gotten there yet, and I still want some productivity in my life. <laughs> like they'll 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 start questioning me if I don't get at least something done. Where even is Columbus? <laughs> exactly, uh, it's in the the state that we don't talk about. It's a, a statue in in a lake. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a state of mind. It's na- it's named after a real butthole. So. Yeah, <laughs> Should, could we get like the? There was an internet poll, or not a poll, but a uh, a petition to get Columbus renamed Flavor Town. Yes, <laughs> I know. I was yeah. just going to reference that. Like, could we get the Flavor Town Blue Jackets? Yeah. Uh, yes, and we like, need their that. their helmets need to be visors. No, that uh, they no, they need to be. Uh, Guy, Guy Fieri's yeah, uh, his visors. flame hair. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> ga- it's got to be brilliant. The Columbus Blue Raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> so so we are now into the real playoffs, as I'm calling them. Playoffs. Uh, oh, the the Jim Mora quote has the. I I think we'll hear that Jim Mora quote from Evan in pretty much every episode until the season ends. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Not, no, no, no reason to be sorry. Um, the uh, we are now into actual considered what is considered a Stanley Cup playoff game. However, this just pisses me off because as as the probably most volatile of our group, I will say uh, the or the most easily irked. Uh, depends on the subject yeah it's very true um things that will irk me uh people uh calling playoff games or not playoff games playoff games uh somebody dissing taylor swift and also um a yeah who does why why would she's an american gem oh and the draft lottery so um but there we go. The, found the third. We thing. found the third thing. The the thing that bothers me the most about this or this play in lingo that was or lexicon that was like foisted upon us by the NHL is like they use that term as like the play in as justification to send seven teams home for the rest of the summer. And as a Red Wings fan, I know wholeheartedly that the Red Wings absolutely did not deserve to be in any sort of playoff situation. They, they didn't give up this year. Like I, I sadly watched most of their games this year and they played hard. They're just whole season. They're just terrible. Not Um, even terrible. They're super young. Yeah. uh, 
well, super, that they and, have a giant anchor of contract that is like this oh, invisible that's, pink that's a, elephant in the corner taking up ice in every game. And he smells like just an applicator. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's not even the worst, though. Like, there's... No, he's the worst. You think so? Yeah, He absolutely. was a Torts favorite. Uh, he can go to Columbus. <laughs> we'll, we'll take half his salary. Uh, but he can... He's... So, uh, he and Dylan Larkin are the two Red Wings who are under contract for the longest. Wow. That yeah, that's appalling. Right, the best mm-hmm. and the worst player. Yes, absolutely. Um, but so, so I understand. Like the, I understand like not wanting to ex- exclude those seven teams. But like, just call a playoff a playoff. Like, don't say like, don't like make some concession to like try and save face. This these were playoff games. Like they counted statistically as playoff games for the players. Like. I remember, I remember watching the first playoff game and them saying, oh, <laughs> making his first career playoff start and just going Gah! and being like, like simultaneously thrilled that I was watching hockey again, real hockey mm-hmm. and not just like Steve Eiserman highlights yeah. from 1997 <laughs> and which happens regularly. Not the Alexei McGillney documentary. Oh, not yet. No, uh, I wa- I've, I've watched the Russian Five documentary, though. That was brilliant. And then there's a Russian Penguins documentary that's coming out. Like, apparently, Russian hockey players are in. We'll call it the Ovi it's, effect. It's coming back around, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, it, I mean they control the government, so. <laughs> it was the Swedes for a while. Yeah, I, they're just buttering us up. We're back under the Russians again. The American president, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just stepped into a dark well of animosity <laughs> <laughs> towards 35 to 50% of the country. But, uh, you know, at yeah. least they play hockey. That's true. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they play very systematic, gross hockey, but. I mean, I don't know. Panarin's a pretty beautiful player. Uh, every Russian in the NHL that is worth their salt right now, I feel like is interesting. If you have like, you yeah, have, you have Panarin, you have uh, uh, Ovechkin and Svechnikov. And Svechnikov grew up in Canada, though. Oh, really? Yeah. But he's a Russian national? Yes. I might have just made that up. I'm pretty sure him and his brother I believe both are, I, I believe grew up you. in Canada. Um, Gino Malkin is a turd. Oh yeah, as a person, yeah, yeah, amazing player. Yeah, oh yeah, not dissing his ability to like, like I don't like Sidney Crosby, but he's a magnificent hockey player. (laughs) Um, I mean, like Ovechkin uh, is even like weird and weirdly interesting. Well, he did likable in a strange way. He did call the uh, Russian national hockey team Putin's team, which you know, good for him, Mm -hmm. I guess. but yeah, so Ru- Russians are, you know, our mortal enemy, but we somehow <laughs> allow them to come over here and make millions of dollars playing hockey. Like, we should rethink that policy, personally. Um, I did learn today that Ovechkin has a 15-year 30 goal, 30 goal streak. That's like, ridiculous. That's nuts. Wow. Like, he hasn't second not- in the league is five. <laughs> he hasn't not scored 30 goals. I don't think so, yeah. Didn't he come in in 2005? Wasn't that his draft year? Or was it 2006? So. And isn't Ovechkin like 
five years older than his birth certificate says. <laughs> he has he's looked. Like a, he's like a, a a young baseball player from the Dominican Republic. He's looked exactly. forty seven since like two thousand and nine. This is true, and you know, God bless him for it. He but. doesn't have dead body; as dead face. Yeah, and dead bod. You see him swimming in the pools, and uh, it's not he quite dead bod now. When he came yeah. into the league; he was ripped up like Rambo. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who killed Russians? Like, <laughs> let's full circle. Yeah, <laughs> that's talk about real heroes, John Rambo. <laughs> the league's reference to the the games that we just got to as play in games and not playoff games while simultaneously counting them as playoff games is bullshit and they should be sad and and rant yeah it, it's a tough problem to cut and uh, you know you I, just I think just call them playoff games that's all i'm asking like well right but then you have to address the play-in games that aren't really playoff games and you know from a player's perspective they want if they count as playoff games statistically they're playoff games and just call it that it's a series, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would, be, that would be news for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> as they And the New York Rangers. Well, they actually had to play a series. The Boston Bruins have been sleepwalking through the, the, uh, the uh, round robin. You know, like Brad Marchand's Twitter game is stronger than his on ice game at this point. I don't think well, when you're, out, Pasternak well, really hasn't even played. When you're in lockdown, though, like... What else are you going to do besides have a strong Instagram and Twitter game? If you can't lick somebody's face. Yeah. Yeah, that is frowned upon. If he if he licked somebody in this environment, he should be suspended. Like, <laughs> that would, I mean, honestly, that would be a really awesome Department of Player Safety video. Like, that's five to, games. To, like, watch them, uh, watch, you know, stoic Canadian dudes attempt to address... Brad Marchand doing something ridiculous. Mm. Like that would, oh, I would pay to see that. So we're looking at um, a playoff format, much the same as the years. Yeah. Yeah. So now, now we are to the 16 team Stanley cup format that we all know and love. Um, As of tonight, we're a little bit past the beginning of it. Um, uh, Rob, you're right. We are looking at the standard Stanley Cup playoff format now. Uh, we have our eight seeds uh, from each conference. Um, of the the round-robin games, which determine the top four seeds in each conference, uh, Vegas and Philly came out of those on top. Vegas, no surprise. Philly? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Philly was probably the hottest team in the NHL before the shutdown. And I like, I personally wondered if that was going to continue once they came out, like, are they really that good of a team? Is it Elaine Vigno's coaching? Like what's going on there? And they came out and slaughtered the Eastern conference elites. Like, I think they scored four goals a game. Like they were cruising, uh, including beating Tampa four to one in that last game. Um, so they, I, they look strong. Um, uh, the Avs uh, and Tampa took this two seeds, the stars and caps threes, and then the blues and Boston, uh, uh, Evan mentioned this a little bit earlier, but Boston looks terrible. Um, terrible. and they're <laughs> playing perhaps the hottest team going into this, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, Carolina, who mm-hmm. absolutely 
bludgeoned the New York Rangers in the first round. It was it it wasn't it was kind of painful to watch. A good close friend of mine is a Rangers fan, and we watched one of the games together, and he was quiet the whole game. It's just you know it's the end for Hank, and like he's got one year left on his deal. He it. If he plays this year for New York, well, plays next year, like Shesterkin is going to play like all of the games. That yeah, kid is right. elite, and that's that's what I mean. Like he is, if he plays significant, he'll time collect for, a play a paycheck this year for sure. No, he's trade bait. They have to trade him. They'd have to they'd have to retain as much of his salary as possible. Whatever, one yeah. year, like for yeah but for only anything. like only like the red wings play, have that kind of cap space but they want to play georgiev too and so well, i think they're going to trade georgiev oh no why would you you have two young goaltenders they have to he's an rfa they can't afford to pay him because they have so many bloated contracts and then they they have a they have a we'll get into cap space uh, in later yeah, episodes okay. for sure um, cap friendly is one of my favorite websites and I'm not even that big of a nerd, but mm. cap friendly is amazing. Yeah, sponsor I, I us cap sponsored by cap friendly. <laughs> like they got any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that, uh, but I was looking at their contracts they have some significant RFAs to sign this year and they have no money. So it's going to be, they're going to, they're going to lose probably Jesper Faust and Tony D'Angelo. So, which is, Ugh hard d'angelo I mean, the biggest D'Angelo. surprise of the uh of the defense nhl's defensive course oh, yeah no, I, mean, I, mean, well, I never heard of that traded, dude until halfway through the season well they traded away pionk already and and he's turned out to be the real deal that we all knew he was and uh they traded away uh who's the guy they traded to carolina Brady Shea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they traded Brady Shea to <laughs> Brady, Brady Shea of SNL fame. Yes. <laughs> that's that's an a, S. That's a K. That's a J. That's a nope. That's a nope. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> I still uh, say that dropping the puck. <laughs> let's say uh, the biggest surprise, I think, maybe of this opening round has to be Carey Price. I mean, Montreal beating the Penguins. Unbelievable. Uh in four games, Carey Price is already, I think, atop the Con Smythe talk. Uh, Has to be. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible in that series. Not single-handedly, because, I mean, Montreal, like, they're not a good team. I love I love Montreal's they're first line. They're not a line. great team, but they're a good team. I love their first line, though. Like, well, Montreal would not have been even close to the playoffs mm-hmm. had they started in like in real life like had we not had a pandemic intervene so like they were the 12 seed for a reason but that first line of theirs is deno gallagher and tatar which i love i really like that line i think i was streaming gallagher to deno and tatar most of the year in our our fantasy league. Yeah. And I mean, I was going to win the damn thing. So let's be Evan. (laughs) But, uh, so, uh, so absolutely Montreal pulling that upset, both much like the NCAA tournament, all five seeds lose and all 12 seeds advance. Although in this year, that 12 seed is the worst team in the, in the, 
playoff like in the field like there's no 16 seed so you got the blackhawks beating edmonton which isn't horribly surprising because edmonton is they're not good like they have two absolute superstars and then uh, yeah, and and they have somehow, Andreas Anthonisiu now. Somehow, a Blackhawks team that is like rebuilding on the fly exposed Edmonton's depth. Like that, as a Blackhawks fan, I was like, "What? That? That's nuts!" You know, I like Kirby Doc is already relevant. He's huge. I didn't realize he was gigantic. huge. He's a huge man. And, and he's ha- a huge boy. He's not even a man <laughs> right. yet. Right? Yeah, he still has better facial hair than I do. Yeah, no, I mean, he looks like. He looks like he sort of already looks like Mark Shifley, <laughs> who is like seven years his elder. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like he's case in point why the Blackhawks did not deserve that number one pick because they already lucked out with him. Yeah. So and and yeah, Boquist. We were talking earlier, like they've just been building up to him for years. It's well, nice the- to see, and there there are other pieces in the system that are coming online right now and that's well, they, really exciting they fleeced the red wings they fleeced stevie y they the red wings traded alec regula who was like who? to be fair like the wings had so many defensive prospects in their pipeline like they had to kind of thin the herd a little bit but they traded alec regula for uh brendan perlini who i think had four points as a red wing this year and regula made the roster that traveled to to edmonton like he, he still didn't see the ice did he it, no he didn't but like he is like potentially a player down the path and we're not going to resign brendan perlini please god like and his four points um, <laughs> well he was sort of a blackhawks fan favorite so it, he can score goals in the right no right position but yeah maybe i don't know We'll see. I, I mean, we'll if see you where, can't we'll see what regular ends up being, if you can't score goals on this Red Wings team, well, then you are every player on this <laughs> Red Wings team. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm saying is two was, goals a game, man. but yeah, it, it was really amazing that the Blackhawks sent Edmonton packing, and I think that they have less <clears throat> excuses than the Rangers do at this point. They're not in the midst of a youth movement, like they have the best player in hockey. They have the second best player in hockey, maybe. And Probably, yeah. I think we could uh, make an easy case for Dreisaitl. Like it. He he didn't look like at it one point in this. After sample. heading into Game Four, the uh, the Oilers had scored thirteen goals, and Dreisaitl and McDavid had eight of them. Yeah, and they yeah they got nothing from nobody else except a bunch of penalties from darnell nurse like yeah where did that come from is he i i don't pay enough attention to edmonton uh largely because they're in edmonton but uh like there were so many penalties from them i do like oscar Kleffbaum too and i think he took I a step too. forward this year but, uh, but they both looked like anchors out there and like i know the blackhawks have been building for speed for a little while but i was surprised that they were that that they had the speed to 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 out to handle anybody speed. but Dreisaitl and McDavid, which yeah. nobody who who has that speed though, like to handle McDavid, like he's insane. Mm-hmm. He's I'm probably not human. So an interesting matchup to me here is uh, St. Louis Stanley Cup defending champs 
in Vancouver, who I'm assuming has benefited from uh, regaining some players due to uh, the quarantine and having them recover. Tarasenko. Tarasenko. Well, yeah. Uh, but even but Vancouver was pretty injured, right? Like uh, Besser was out, and uh, well, yeah, I, that's one of the interesting plot yes. twists, really, of the three month layoff. Is everybody who is hurt except for Steven Samkos is back and playing, <laughs> uh, and so like you're you're looking at teams hitting the tournament mostly healthy for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, obviously that didn't last for Winnipeg because Calgary <laughs> systematically uh, annihilated them. But like, but yeah, I think you're right. That Vancouver St. Louis series is super appealing. I really like how Vancouver plays. I'm liking these, these young teams with, you know, a lot of speed and efficiency. Elias Pedersen is outstanding. Quinn Hughes, who, I would I like I was watching that draft and the Red Wings had the sixth pick and Quinn Hughes was there and I was like Quinn Hughes Quinn Hughes we're gonna get Quinn Hughes like he went to Michigan he's a Michigan boy that's your pick you need a puck moving defenseman and you pick Philip Zadina mm. fuck you Ken Holland yeah. <laughs> uh, I still think still maybe good I still think Zadina is going to be a very good NHL player but he's, he's not Quinn already Quinn Hughes Calder mm-hmm. finalist that was, little, like, that was a baffling move to me yes too. also I called Dominic Kubalik at the beginning of the year. I'm not sure if you guys were around at the fantasy draft, but I actually like live chatted ESPN so that I could try and pick him because he he wasn't on the roster at the time we drafted in fantasy. <laughs> I because he was like such a dark horse, yeah. and I was like, fucking put him on there. Yeah. I want to draft this fucker. <laughs> and. Uh, if I'd actually got, I think I did have my hands on him at one point and I dropped him cause he wasn't super productive early in the year yeah. and, and then just stormed on. Yeah. He, and, and, yeah. Didn't he lead all rookies in goal scoring this year? I believe. Yeah. And he was a big factor in that Edmonton series. You know, it, it certainly looks like the, looks like he's going to be around for a while if they can keep him. Yeah. Which is always kind of the case with young stars in Chicago. Right. You know, it's really crazy looking across the league and seeing all of the former Blackhawks prospects that are now just flowering. Yeah. I had forgotten about Turvinen. Turvinen. Mm. Panarin. Panarin. Well, you guys got Brendan Sod back, so then there's that. Arguably the worst of the bunch to ever <laughs> yeah. like go away. But, I, you know, he also he plays a role on the team that isn't just scoring but yeah, he's he's not. I don't know if he's producing relative to his, to his contract. That is a very hard yeah. proposition. Well, I think like what other one of the other. I mean, we saw it today, obviously, like with the epic marathon game that was that we've already hit on with T- Tampa and Columbus. I think that is probably the most interesting of the series just because of last year like yeah like if last year doesn't happen who gives a crap about tampa and columbus this year but that happened and Mm -hmm. so this year it's like you know they talk to some of the tampa players and they're like you know we're just here to play hockey blah 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 but yeah that's definitely on our minds no they all said they're like no that's definitely on our minds yeah yeah. and so and you know if you're columbus you know you want to prove that that wasn't a fluke like you 
like despite the fact that your team is vastly different this year, you know, you want to prove that, you know, like the system works, that the the mm-hmm. torts laws work. And so I think that tort law. <laughs> uh, so you think that that is uh God, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> so you think like, like that's, that's one of the most more interesting series. Um, and also uh, caps aisles, I think is really interesting. You know, Barry trots versus his, his previous team. I think the Isles are a very good team. They're a great matchup for the Caps. Like mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. I'm totally I, rooting for the Islanders, but I think mm-hmm. I think we're all going to be writing about Boston, Carolina, when this is all said and done. That's uh, that's my pet theory, and I wish we were going to be able to talk about it tonight. But uh, yeah, it, I think Boston looked like trash, even if they weren't trying. Like that wasn't really hockey the the plan was to draw the hottest team in the first round on purpose you're like oh carolina looks real good let's yeah let's just Mm -hmm. act like we're walking ghosts out there for three games yeah also like who's playing goaltender like who's (laughs) what what is the state of uh of the offense what is like Carolina put James Reimer out there and he looked like a young Patrick Waugh. Like, yeah, that's how well they're playing. And And Mrazek looked great. Yeah. Mrazek gets a bad rap because like people don't think of him as an elite goaltender and he's not an elite goaltender, but he was very good Mm -hmm. for a long time in Detroit, like two, three seasons. Then he had a down year and the Red Wings had to make a choice between him and Jimmy Howard. And they already had Jimmy Howard under contract. So they shipped Mrazek out Mm -hmm. And they weren't going to – Mrazek, I think, was relatively unhappy in Detroit because I think he thought he was a starter and Detroit thought Jimmy Howard was still a it's starter. It's a tough but painful call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't – like, I can blame Ken Allen for a lot of things, but that's not really one of them. Um, but Mrazek has always been a s- solid to good goalie. And if – Given the chance, and, and it's not like Carolina plays a super defensive system. They do have a good defensive core to that team. There yeah, they have very talent good, back there. Yeah, but it's not like they're playing this super defensive. They're playing a relatively wide open game with all the forwards that they have. And Mrazek looks great. So it'll be uh, it'll be real interesting to see. Like they're doing it right on the goalie market. If we can just kind of like sit back for a second, they have Mrazek and Reimer under contract neither for big deals, both of whom are solid goalies and like you shouldn't overpay for a goalie, um, but you want to have a good one. So you pay enough. And I feel like Carolina is killing it on that front. Like, yeah, goalies are sort of like a running back. Yeah. Like it's better to have two cost effective ones on a, that like rookie contract yes than to pay Bobrovsky money mm-hmm. like yeah. just looking at the cap real quick yeah combined Peter Mrazek and James Reimer make 6.5 million dollars wow. a year like they both are UFAs in the same year so they're gonna have to make a choice there which they'll probably take Mrazek because he's yeah, four we'll years younger draft somebody else yeah but like like that is and again that's uh, insane the lockdown goalie middle tier aging goalies must have been the biggest beneficiaries from having all this time off you know probably because a goalie can be elite they can get hot and they can change the course of a series um even when they're old and washed up 
So you're talking about Corey Crawford? Dwayne Rollison. Sure, hey, sure. Dwayne Rollison took you a know, team to no, the finals. No, no, I mean, let's no talk about Corey, the series that Corey Crawford just put together. Uh, he, I thought he, he looked, had that one terrible he looked, play. He looked pretty shaky the first two games. In well, playing the puck in net, yeah, it, well, it was something else. Yeah, that and that's why I made the joke. He's no Ron Hextall. No, I actually think that was uh, I think the uh, I don't remember his name, but I think Carolina actually has a goalie coming up through their pipeline too. I think so, right like, too. they're fine. Um, yeah, Corey well, Crawford and was like fine. if Carter Hart is any. Uh, indication Ugh. on how you know if you spend good capital on a young goalie, how that will quickly was turn he a first a round draft pick? Yeah, yeah, and like, but a later first round draft. He wasn't like a top ten pick. He was like a top twenty five pick. I feel like he was forty eighth overall. Forty eighth overall. Yeah. That sounds about right. So, so, but I know that he round. was he was not a lock to be what he's become. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was considered a great goaltending prospect, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, goaltending prospects are like offensive line prospects in the in college football. Like, That's a good analogy. Like you, yeah. you, you think you've got somebody. They've got the frame. They've got the the traits, but they mm-hmm. just might not make it. Um, or another analogy, they might all be Ryan Leaf. <laughs> uh, so like, uh, oh, um. Or, you know, they run with that crazy and become Patrick Waugh. So, you know, whatever. Uh, It's all about how you use your crazy. Yes. You can be Tim Thomas, too. Yeah. So, you know, like Carter Hart uh, is outstanding. Um, But I think I I really think that there's a an interesting uh, dichotomy there that that that'll probably be one of the things we explore in the off season about like roster building and like paying for an elite goaltender just doesn't seem like it's worth the money anymore. Like how many cups did Hank win? How many cups did Bobrovsky win? How many cups of care has Carey price won? Right. Like, as opposed to a Crawford who's good enough. Yeah. With a cast with a chance to get hot. Like Joe, the Joe Flacco of the NFL. What's yeah. What's uh was that J.S. Jaguar like took yeah. the took the Ducks <laughs> to the finals because he was like just electric, and then he, he got dumped what two years later for goalies um, or girlfriends, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like that's one of the rules I think is don't overpay for a goalie. That's very true. So looking at the uh, Con Smythe situation here, uh, looks like we've got a lot of uh, goalies. Yeah, uh, in the running. Yeah, one of which is very high priced. And (laughs) (laughs) well, we haven't talked about Darcy Kemper in the series that he just put together, which was pretty goddamn. Who does Darcy Kemper play for now? (laughs) Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Amazing in the desert. (laughs) So I don't know if you know, but Arizona has a hockey team. Barely. I'm rooting for the Coyotes. They are in the playoffs, and yeah, I'm just rooting for like. Taylor Hall at this point. <laughs> so this year was the year that the curse of Taylor Hall was actually lifted. Yeah, broken. Which is, you know, that they Taylor Hall, whatever team he plays for, gets the first pick. Um, and so there were jokes that, uh, oh, who did they beat? I don't know, but it came with 12 and a half They beat Nashville. True, right. Yeah, they beat Nashville. Easily could have beat them. Yeah. And so there were jokes that Nashville mm-hmm. was going to get the first pick to continue and some weird twist, plot twist, the curse of Taylor Hall. <laughs> Thank God they didn't because yeah. they didn't deserve that either. But, but uh, yeah, so Darcy Kemper, 
so amazing stat. So it, Darcy Kemper's four playoff games were the, the four most. Uh, each game was the highest amount of saves that he had had in his career. So wow. his fo- the four most save filled games. I don't know how to actually say that. The most the saves. four games with the most saves in his career were those four playoff games. Wow. Yeah, and like um, which is amazing. So that's I put you him. The numbers were. Uh, and they were all over forty. Mm. Um. So like. Yeah, it, it well, wasn't like 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, well, that and that's another guy who was hurt, who was on the verge of coming was, back yeah. when COVID hit. And so he got another three and a half months to rest his bones. Because what they made do with Anti Ranta for half a season? Anti Ranta, it uh, wasn't half a season. Um, Ranta and uh, Aiden Hill, um, mm-hmm. who, Anti Ranta, who is now hurt again. Actually, Ranta got hurt during that period because he yeah. gets hurt all the time. And Aiden Hill was their goalie for a while. And they, they did go on quite a skid there for a while. They were like, in the playoffs for sure, and then we're out of the playoffs mm-hmm. by well, the time. I mean, if you if you throw a dart at the Coyotes roster, you have about a fifty percent chance of hitting a former Blackhawk. <laughs> you know, you have, you have Ranta and Chalmerson and Osterly and Nick Chicken Fat Schmaltz. Uh, if you talk about ex Blackhawks, that's the team. But well, it's great to see that they're doing so well right now. It, you know, and and this desert expansion hockey culture that half that born, created Austin. Yeah, Matthews. I was going to say that they <laughs> begat Austin Matthews in, in some sort of like biblical, uh, uh, I don't know, experiment. Well, like he like like uh, like Wayne Gretzky came out of mm-hmm. the 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 Red Rock Hills surrounding Phoenix with two tablets and one was Austin Matthews and the other was the Phoenix Coyotes mm-hmm. and they were born at around the same time. And like, uh, whatever that movie was, he sort of dropped the Phoenix Coyotes tablet and then Gary Bettman picked it up when like a little bit broken and owned and it for put, a while. Yeah. I put it back together and then handed it off to somebody else <laughs> and held it close to his breast for several years. Does the, does the league still own the, the Coyotes? I don't think so. I think they, but the league, the NHL owned the Coyotes for yeah. several assume, years. I assume I Disney owns them. Did I they, think, I, well, they, Disney owned the Ducks. Disney owned the Ducks, and then they sold them to the. That's why they were the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. I just assume Disney owns everything at this point, though. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little early for Con Smythe picks. Yeah, and obviously yeah, that's up there. Guys. And it, my boy Taves the, in this last series, like if you, if you're going to talk about. Uh, old men finding new tricks like he looked like a man possessed it was him skating beating up people for four games yeah he and he's not a big man like he was just throwing it around and he's not like he's not an elegant skater he's a power skater you know like i think actually lafreniere maybe equates to sort of a big taves yeah uh, I didn't. I don't see any draft next making that comparison, but I think, I think that's there just because he's such a heady player and a good passer, and you know, sort of like the epitome of a captain. Yeah, and yeah, Taves is is seeing that threat and like, oh, I'm gotta be me again. Yeah, we're closing in on the end. Yeah, right. 
I can see the light. But okay. seriously, he, he, him and Kane, you know, on the year that they've won the cups, like they do sort of ping pong between the being the key player and not. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have series where it's Taves and series where it's Kane. And it looks like, you know, at least they have one Superman suit between them again this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we'll that- Kane had a good year, but not a great year, especially by his mm-hmm. standards. It didn't happen tonight. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh, Knights beat him four to one. Um, and that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. So. Well, yeah. And the Knights are like, I mean, there's no shame in that. That's a good team who's no. playing really well. And they got Pacioretty back. They, that's another, they didn't even have Pacioretty, their first line center for that, those opening of those round robin games. He had to. They I believe he's a winger. You're a winger. I'm not a winger. <laughs> I don't score goals. I don't even get shots on net. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, I thought he was centering that. They first get saved. Um, but it, anyway. he might. I mean, they might have shifted it around. But traditionally, mm. he, he's a winger. Google says he's an ice hockey winger. Yeah. Oh well. Fine. I I didn't even type his full name in. Yeah, patches. Well, is a winger. Just yeah. Saying. Well, spell spell patches. Well, and te- uh, technically, um, Lafreniere is a winger too. Uh, Marcia so. No, isn't Marcia so the the top line? Marcia so. I thought he was a winger. And uh, oh no 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 the 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 Swedish guy Carlson Adrian Carlson. So or, top line uh, is, is Carlson? Carlson Mark Stone or well, Carlson well, flanked. Well, Bill. Yeah, William Carlson. Yeah, Carlson flanked by Stone and Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. Marsha shows a winger on the second line with Statsny. Right? Statsny, that's right. That's those are God. Those are two really good lines. Yeah, Statsny's a little. Statsny still uh, play with a wood stick. Like yeah, <laughs> at no. least they gave the us the joy of watching Edmonton lose and then not get the first pick. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Edmonton do something. Now that I I actually rooted for them for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. but now that Ken Holland's there, I think I'm over it. Ken Holland, yeah. Yeah, when when we're on sort of the nice like up curve of the McDavid career, it was all fun. And yeah. now we've hit the plateau of okay, what the fuck is the GM going to surround him with? And answer that's is, not so fun. The answer is nothing. <laughs> yeah, so the far, answer is that he traded for Mike Green and Andreas Antonisiu and Mike Smith. Yeah, and well, he didn't trade for Mike Smith. No, but I mean, in terms of people, he's around. Well, he, uh, actually, that, lost Cal Talbot got Mike Smith. That wasn't. And, uh, I don't think that was Ken Holland though. No, Ken I, Holland didn't give Miko Hoskinen a three-year contract either. No, that's true. Or Hoskinen. He looked better than Mike Smith. Well, yeah. Hey, you know what? Mike Smith is what, like forty, and has had a hell of a career. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna take away from Mike Smith. He's like, he hasn't won anything, but he has had some stellar playoff performances. Yeah, but you could be describing Rob with carried. that too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but Rob's not. Hey, paid I've, four I've million won. Here. He has I've had won some a couple stellar t-shirts. performances yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. So clearly, Edmonton is not a cup favorite. <laughs> yes. Well, considering they can't mathematically win it, no. Uh, but who who do you guys have? Who do you guys who do you guys? Colorado looks like some. I mean, and Vegas as of tonight looks like it's it's gonna be one A and one B to me. And Col- Colorado's all healed up. The what's his yeah. face? Yes, Kadri. Uh, Kadri's um, back. Uh, there's the Swedish guy. Uh, they got Kel. 
Kale McCarr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, McCarr. yeah, they're fully healed. Landis Landis Cog. He's healthy. And uh, uh, Rantanen, Rantanen is who we're thinking about. But uh, yeah, he's he he. Uh, oh yeah, there's this McKinnon guy too. Yeah, he's like somebody. I was I was reading yeah. a thing. And they were like, hurt. and they're like, Colorado has the best player in the NHL. I was like, when did Connor McDavid get traded to Colorado? Like, no disrespect to any of the players on Colorado, but Connor McDavid is the best player in the NHL. Yeah, like, like, not a like that's let's let's just stop. Like, there's also, it's the Nathan, debate is about who's number two. Nathan McKinnon, without a doubt. Like I picked him up in fantasy drafts this year after having McDavid last year. It was like, <sighs> remember, and then was like, fuck yeah, this guy is he's electric. Yeah, he's absolutely and phenomenal. Just so consistent. Yeah. He is unbelievably consistent. He's got a better team than McDavid, but just well, but like everybody who would have played with him this year got hurt. So like I had Ranton in this year and he got hurt and missed a lot of time and came back and then got hurt again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I could absolutely see McKinnon. I think second best player, Dreisaitl, McKinnon. It's gotta uh, be Mc- McKinnon over Dreisaitl easy. Oh, uh, pasta. Um, I think you could, I think you could make a case for like four or five dudes to be the second best player in the NHL. And I think McKinnon smokes all of them because That's, he's, he he's such a driver of play whereas all of those other guys are like i score when i'm in a good position well i mean ovi's made a name for himself for doing that for 15 16 years now well he's also reinvented his game you know he's gone from being a huge driver of play when he was younger to sort of being like a a shooting guard now and, you know, he sort of gets, like, advantageous starting position and, you know, these set plays that get him open for these massive shots. Um, but, yeah, young OV driving. Like, the Nathan McKinnon argument I'm making is that he is driving play. That's right. He is really, yeah. like, a true center. He's playmaking from the center position and, like, driving the puck. Mm-hmm. Through the neutral zone, down the ice, like almost all. Phenomenal time. skater. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, just like he almost ne- never makes a mistake. Like if he has the puck, it's going to end up on in net. the opponent's zone. <laughs> well, yeah, on on net, but like even basically, like it is always going to get through the neutral zone. So Colorado, what is for you, huh? For the record, I think so. I mean, wow. with the addition of Kadri and. This. Was a great, great yeah. pickup this year. Oh, amazing! And, and Burakovsky; those were two stellar pickups this year. Absolutely. And then you know, getting what they've gotten from from Kale McCarr. You know, it, I mean, his name's Kale. Like he's gonna bring some nutritional value to your <laughs> roster. Some uh, grit. Yeah, some grit. Some, some toughness. Some fiber. He doesn't do either of those things. No, he scores no, a fuck ton of points. Yeah, and yeah. it's just a rocket from the point. It's amazing. Yeah, everybody laughed when I drafted him this year. Him and Quinn Hughes. And I got them in like the 25th round. And if you like adjust for what hockey we actually played, like he's rookie of the year without a doubt. Yeah. I think just over, just over Quinn Hughes. I think McCarr is. Yeah, the, so you is, had both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I drafted young defensemen this year. It was a genius move. That's smart. I'm going to steal that next year. Uh, no, no love to Victor Olofsson, the 24 year old rookie who scored. Nothing but power play goals. goals. 
my cup favorite this year is going to be Tampa. And I know that's not a huge Jake, uh, the hot take. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, the reason I say that is because Philly is, and Evan and I chatted about this for a little bit. Like Ev- Philly is the best is playing the best right now, Philly and Carolina. And, but I think Philly is clearly the like quote unquote favorite, but they're playing with expectation for the first time. Uh, and, you know, and while they're, a good team one I, I don't think defensively they're really that great i think carter hart bails them out a lot mm-hmm. and so i think there's a good chance that a good team a good offensive team can find a rhythm against them yeah they they have good talented <clears throat> young offensemen that that move the puck out yes but yeah like they who's their best like, defender Provorov, yeah, and the ghost of Shane Ghost's Bear, who's only like 25. What the hell happened to that guy? Yeah, so I'm going to go with Tampa. in rock and roll have ruined my life. No, I have no, nobody knows. Yeah, he just, like, he got figured out. He got got. Maybe, I mean, is Radko Gouda still on that team? Yeah. Like, Or no, did he get traded to the... Caps or is no, he was he got traded from the caps to Philly. Radko Gudas is still in the NHL, yes. He, he was like almost vaguely fantasy relevant this year, no. Oh God, so um, with Tampa though, I mean, they don't have the weight of last year, like coming into the team as like team of the century, they don't have mm-hmm. that, they're seasoned now, and they don't uh, have a train or th- they got a training camp, yes, and they didn't have to spend the last quarter of the year tanking and playing second stringers yeah, and non-competitive hockey games. Like there's something to be said for getting the killer instinct when you have everybody on the ice right. in real games against good teams. Like they weren't, they weren't playing patsies, you yeah. know, they were playing these well, the other same- top four seeds. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened to the Red Wings in 96. They they matched that record from like way back when for best season of all time. And by the time they got to the conference finals against the Avs, they were dead. They yeah, had nothing left. Well, but like they had tried so hard for that record that they expended everything they had. And then they struggled to get through their first two playoff series that year. And then they got to Colorado who was themselves an excellent team, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, them and the wings and probably the devils are probably the best three teams from that era. That 96 team was for Colorado was excellent. And also I believe that's the year that uh, Claude Lemieux broke Chris Draper's face. So there was just like this kind of like, like, Oh my God, what is happening sort of yeah, moments. And so then 97 happened, which is great and we'll have it forever. And we just had, uh, I just watched all of those highlights not too long ago, but, uh, they'll make you a last dance eventually. Yeah. God, I can't wait. Um, but so, but yeah, that happened. Same thing happened in 96 that happened to last year's Tampa team. Like they got to the playoffs. They had had this great achievement already, and then it just cut the wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. And they, again, they played a torts team that'll shut you down. And they tried to play beautiful hockey against the torts team. And you don't do that. And that is- was really the, the interesting part of this 
win tonight was they played ugly hockey. Oh yeah, they grinded it out. It yeah. was the most boring <laughs> fucking five periods of hockey after regulation that maybe I've ever seen. It's like yeah. it was 95% of that game after regulation was played between the circles. Yeah. It was <laughs> there were like gross. three shots per period. But the thing that uh so they 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 realized I think they saw the draw and they went fuck yeah and then uh Cooper sat him down and was like this is what we're going to do. We all know we can play that beautiful hockey mm-hmm. game. Like that's that why they got somebody like Barkley Goodrow. You know, like who they gave up a first round pick for um like somebody who's a little bit grittier has still has some skill and they got a Blake Coleman. It was mostly the last gritty. Name, yeah, good row. Um like good but like, so they brought in some grittier players for the playoffs this year. Fixed their penalty kill, which was a big problem. For I heard them. they tried to trade for gritty. Uh, Philly's not good. Like he's so Philly. <laughs> um, and then uh, I have one friend who's a diehard Flyers fan. And when I when the, gritty came out, I was like, "What the hell is this?" And he's like, "This is the most Philly thing that's ever happened." <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And then we kind then of realized, like, oh yeah, gritty that, is amazing. <laughs> gritty is one of the best things in the NHL. Like the if the Kraken can have what, something sort of akin to that. Like they will be a smashing success. Absolutely. Um, so octopus gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Just too like many hands. Wack, <laughs> wacky waving yeah. inflatable tube kraken. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's sort of like Joe Biden and that's it's got a hand always around somebody in a photograph. <laughs> so suction cups. So, <laughs> Taking clothes. Uh, so, like the sticky bandits. Yeah. Uh, so, oh man, yeah, we are old. Uh, so, Kraken sponsor us. So, yeah, I think, I really think that either Kraken, the booze, or the hockey team. Uh, so, I really think that uh, that Tampa is the front runner, especially if they can get Stamkos back. Oh my God. Um, yes. Like, because, like, we all, we, like, where is he? Like he's he's hurt again. Like I, is he like on sort of this like Goku journey that lasts <laughs> he has, 10 episodes? He has to get the seven dragon then, balls. Yeah, and then he comes <laughs> back, you know, after technically being dead and, yeah. and changes everything. Yeah. Like, well well, if that's the case, like he's about to go Super Saiyan. And, I don't doubt that. He, and look, like you seen his hair? Yeah, like round next the next round is is Steven Stamkos kills Frieza. And it's gonna be outstanding. Who's Frieza? Oh come on! You can't Marchand? bring up. You can't bring up a. Oh okay. I was. Uh, I was gonna say you who's, can't bring up a Dragon Ball Z reference. No, and go, like, who's it, Frieza? No, like, in the NHL, like who's Frieza? Like, uh, who has a giant? Marshawn for sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um. So like, I think that. I, I really like Tampa. Uh, Hedman played tonight. Hedman played a lot tonight. Looked, well, everybody played good. a lot, he but he looked. Look, he didn't there look were a, any worse for wear. There were a couple of moments where I was like, "Ooh, he looks a little shaky," and then he just like power skated down the entire rank, and I was like, "Okay, never mind." It's kind of his game yeah. is like he look. He's patient. He's a little yeah. patient. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, those Swedes known <laughs> for their patience and their cheap furniture. Um, <laughs> he's he, he uh, like he looked good. Yeah, I think I think. Tampa is ready 
Uh, do they win the cup? I don't know. But I think that, they developed the killer instinct. That's what they need. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I think this is the year for Tampa. They're, they are, after the first round, my favorite. Well, that would be a hell of a series. Tampa and Colorado. Man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I would pay... I would pay HBO MMA money to see that. I would continue to pay the very, <laughs> very uh, marginal and uh, the fees that I'm very thankful that the NHL is mm-hmm. charging for this. Yeah. When the NHL came up to me at the party and they said, hey, five bucks for a red cup, I said, of course. Yeah, I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> can, I, can I give you 10 bucks and upgrade to a blue cup? No, sorry. Oh, okay, fine. What is the blue cup? Not having to switch to NBC Sports for blackout games? Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Something we do know a little about a little bit about the NHL draft lottery. Did I just get in a boot? A boot. A boot. A boot. Yeah. What do we know about it? We're all from northern cities, so like <laughs> it's Well, uh as of yesterday, Rangers get number one pick. Wow. And we'll pick Alex. Laffy Taffy Lafreniere, Lafreniere. Um, wow. who looks to be, uh, I would say, possibly generational prospect. I think he's better than Jack Hughes. I don't think he's a generational prospect. I don't. I, I think he's better than the last. Several well, he's also picks. like a year and a half older than Jack Hughes was. That's true. He also just—he's very good. Like I'm not more physically talented and. Uh, he's bigger. I would bigger, yeah, and and I would say just more creative. Like it, uh, looking at his, I was watching his stats that were all in French while catching up on my French. On your and uh, he is very creative. Yeah. Like that, his his passing is what really puts him on another level. Which is what made. I mean, he sort of passes like a cane coming into the league out of the QHL. So you've now compared him to Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Yeah, okay. he's got a little bit of both. I mean, if you want to... Other people have compared him to like Anze Kopitar a little bit. or uh, Anze? Yeah. I forget what the other other comparisons were, but those are the ones that kind of like strike to my mind is like Kane's passing, Taves is sort of like captain, captain everything C. So uh, we'll we'll get into the fit with mm-hmm. the Rangers here in a little bit. But I swear to God, I do know other players than the Blackhawks. I, I maybe, um, <laughs> before, before, like this is outdated. So when we first wrote this script, the draft lottery, the draft lottery part two had not happened yet. And so I wrote about how mad I would have been based on each team that was in that draft lottery. Mm-hmm. And so I want, Evan and I to kind of go through this uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I put it into three categories. There was the, there was the totally acceptable, which if this team gets that pick, then I'm all for it. There was the upset, but not irate, which was the, the second. And then which there being was, Frank, like that's our default setting. Yeah, that's fair. And then there was nuclear, mm-hmm. like the teams who, if they got the first pick, I was going to go to Toronto, quarantine for two weeks, <laughs> stay in a hostel, and then go find Gary Bettman and scream in his face. 
Um, I'm not going to threaten physical violence against anybody in this show, hopefully. Um, but yes, I think you and I agreed on these three for the nuclear option, Mm -hmm. which was Edmonton, Pittsburgh and Toronto. Uh, yeah, they're all just too good to get, to get Toronto out of the way. Fuck Toronto. (laughs) Uh, but also fuck Pittsburgh. Like I was honestly willing to give them a break. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah, you did write about that, and I read it, and I was like, I hate you. Out of it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, they're not as top of mind talented as they were in recent years past. They've kind of, they've, they, they are, know, all, man. okay, they are banned. Look at their defenseman. If it's not Chris but, Letang, it's a band aid. Yeah, but that's that's their own they, damn fault. They have Brian like, Danger and, Dumoulin. And, and also, well, they have Schwartz. He's good. Who? No, he's, he's, he's like an above average journeyman. Yeah, he's only played for two teams. Um, but no, he, but no, they have Jack Johnson, which that was a bad contract. And got, they're overpaying him, but he was still productive. Yeah, so they've got Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, but they've got Gensel, they've got Brian Rust, they've got uh, Patrick Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Like they have a fairly good team. Like let's. It was like, kind of funny like, watching Brian Jake Gensel just get assaulted in front of the net repeatedly yeah. <laughs> after immediately coming back from injury i'm making i'm making a hand gesture that you can't see but it's, <laughs> no, that's it's what not kind in front of, that's what happened and, to him in front of the net he, and we, implies something that would happen in prison shea weber just teed off on that dude pittsburgh actually was the team that got screwed the most by the uh the reconfiguration of the playoffs mm-hmm. they were actually the seventh best team in the league yeah when so only and they were fifth place in the East. Now the East was way more stacked, obviously than the West. The West was just like a, like a free for all for most of the year. Um, like Vegas was third, like Edmonton was fifth, like, but like mm-hmm. Pittsburgh was the number seven team in hockey, hacky. And so they are absolutely shafted. But like, if you're the number seven team in the league, you're in the top quarter of teams in the league. You don't deserve the first pick regardless of how crappy you looked in the playoffs. Uh, and so like I, I, I push back against that. And then Edmonton, like I'm just, I would just have been so mad because of how many picks they had and how many of those picks they squandered. Like mm-hmm. they turned Niall Yakupov into Niall Yakupov. Hello. Niall. Niall. And then they turned Taylor Hall into a bottom four defenseman. Uh, like a relatively steady I mean, defenseman. Ho- offenseman? No, Adam Larson. You said Taylor, said Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah, oh, they traded sorry, Taylor Hall for oh, Adam right. Larson. Gotcha, gotcha. Fuck, guys. Wow. You, sorry. You, the way you phrased it was a little bit ahead of us. Oh, sorry. the English major's phrasing was too imp- too impressive for no, you? No, that was more like a Joe <laughs> Thornton pass that, uh, you know, me as Tomas Hertel was not ready for. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great analogy. Was that actually. the worst trade? What? In modern hockey, Taylor history. Hall for Adam Larson, <laughs> straight up. Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, straight yeah. up. Yes, uh, it's re- it's really look. It's starting to look like that. Well, I mean, I mean well, well be- to be fair, Taylor Hall has since been traded again. Wasn't great in Phoenix. Had that one phenomenal year in New Jersey, but then was injured quite a bit the year after. So, like, He's I don't streaky. think we can. 
I don't think we can hold it against Taylor Hall, except for that one year where he was just on the whole right. year. Taylor I'm not Hall, mad at Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, yeah. Taylor Hall is sort of like a, a really advanced sports car that can only stay functional half the time. It's, yeah, it's a, that's fair. What, it's, yeah. What's the Mazda MX-8? Or yeah. the, the, like, I don't rotary know anything about cars. I drive a Ford Focus. You I don't know anything about cars. You don't dare drive, you don't drive, drive down them the street. The yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think... You tow Taylor Hall to the playoffs. Uh, well, thankfully, Phoenix did this year, and then he showed up. Yeah, I think he had two uh, goals and a couple of assists in the first round. So, who is maybe more excited to be in the playoffs than Taylor Hall? Maybe nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I think I'd have to. Maybe this is like an off-season question, but like just on the surface, I would say absolutely. Like that's the most lopsided trade in the last like ten years. Like that's that's there. That's yeah. it, like that was egregious. The second that uh, that they signed off on that, and I is that a Benning trade? Was he the GM's? In, Wasn't it Shirelli? Uh, oh, it could have yeah, been Shirelli. Uh, Shirelli, and yeah, I remember listening to Puck Soup, yeah, at, at, at the time, and they still had Dave Lozo on, and you know, two bigger New Jersey homers in podcasting land cannot be found between Dave Lozo and Greg Wyshynski. Yeah. And they were so excited. They yeah. like, they were, you get they, hear. they were like, what? The, yeah, you could hear them as like professional hockey podcasters, like trying to like rein in their excitement. To you could hear the boners peeking out of the top oh, of yeah. their pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when, when the bears traded for Jay Cutler, yeah. like we were so fucking excited. I was excited about Jay Cutler coming to the Bears because I thought that was going to bring an imminent Super Bowl, just like everybody in New Jersey thought that that was going to like finish a bridge project to New York. (laughs) (laughs) And then they traded for P.K. Subban and then all just went out the window. You know, P.K. Subban is great, but... He's a great. He's he has. We talk about players in the NHL and doesn't care about hockey anymore. Yeah, we talk about players in the NHL who are, are consistently boring. PK Subban is not boring. PK Subban is actually like a very good interview. Mm. He's a oh, super yeah. articulate dude Epic who interview. like who like is really thoughtful and responsive. And like I I love mm-hmm. watching interviews with him because it's like one of like four hockey players who you're going to get a thoughtful answer from. Yeah, and a, a, now that Henry Zetterberg is out of the end, and a bright answer from and yes. I, well, I'm glad that other people are stepping up. Like, you know, Matt Dumba is another person that's going to be really involved in in you know important issues, and uh, Akeem Alio has spoken out about some of the shit that's gone on with with him, you know, being a black hockey player moving up, and like these guys are just the tip of the iceberg. So yeah, well, Quentin Byfield's going to go second overall probably this year um unless the kings screw it up no he's <laughs> they're not gonna fuck that up well to be fair the kings have a ton of forward depth in well, their ranks they, they can, need defense real bad trade somebody yeah well they already traded everybody <laughs> they have uh they have sean walker oh scott walker's younger brother oh dreamboat um so yeah so that first that first category of nuclear edmonton pittsburgh toronto 
I'm so thrilled that the NHL didn't make me disown them by yeah. giving one of those three teams. Like this podcast so would have been solidly in the upset, but not irate category. I am. Uh, and I was talking with, again, my good buddy who's a Rangers fan. And I was like, I'm so mad at you. You don't deserve this. I'm still mad. I'm kind of mad. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and like the, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense for the Rangers to be given by the NHL the first overall pick, um, not chosen, given. <laughs> uh, uh, like my, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but I definitely have lots of conspiracy theories about Gary Batman and the NHL. Uh, There's you, an angle there. You know, we're going to put another, a number one pick in, in a New York market. I, yeah. I used, I used to think like you did, but when Rasmus Dahlin went to Buffalo, that all, <laughs> that all went out the window. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Red Wings have fallen, uh, eight total spots in the last three years. Yeah, they also have also, like that's 25 just, cups in the last that's, 50 years. That's yeah, buff, but they're Buffalo terrible. just getting second rate East coast bias. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like almost <laughs> East coast bias. Mm-hmm. Hell Detroit's not that farther West. Just far the, bu- Buffalo is yeah. the largest, uh, um, TV market in the NHL. It's true. Yeah. No, when, was, when, um, when, what? yeah, this is true. Back when LA and New York were the Stanley Cup finalists uh, back in 2011, 12, yeah, the the Buffalo TV market, um, there was more people watching the Stanley Cup playoffs (laughs) final in the Buffalo region than both regions combined. Yeah, but that, I mean. That's because there are other things to do in New York and L.A. True. true. Nobody in L.A. Yeah, like this. The, true. Weren't the Lakers in the championship? This is something, yeah. This is something we need to, like, get, like, New York actually cares about its sports teams. Mostly the Yankees, but also kind of the, the Giants. Uh, L.A. doesn't give a shit about its sports well, teams. Well, they don't give a shit about anything. Any hockey team. Yeah. Well, all three of them suck. So, I mean, all three... NHL teams in California were amongst the seven not invited to the postseason this year. Yeah. Which, but I don't think you, you know, could say they hate their teams. Uh, they just don't give a shit. Like they're like, and they're, yeah, they're not Cali- like, dumpster the, fires. Like they're only going to be bad for. Oh, I think San Jose is going to be bad for a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. You think so? I think so. Uh, I think well, like right. I said in the off season, we'll get into like cap Let's space. Let's talk about it now. Which one's, which uh, one's the San Jose, San Jose is in, terrible i think talent wise la is the worst team right now right now but they also have talent that's going to be around somewhat well they they have contracts coming off the books they are saddled with a jonathan quick contract uh kopitar's contract looks real bad now as does because he's fallen off a cliff uh dowdy has dowdy's uh, worse than kopitar Kopitar was at least like a serviceable center yeah dowdy's Nothing now. But he's not still producing a, points the way he used yeah, to. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still, still a fucking he's Norris still Trophy candidate. Yeah. player. Yeah, for sure. because the Norris Trophy is a joke. But and he talks mad shit. Well, honestly, that's a plus. Which your I love. Your shit talking should be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, your shit talking should be considered. Like, well, you like have Claude to draw Giroux, a line. 
Claude Giroux is the best shit talker. Is he? Well, oh, you have yeah. to. You we should. We should have a segment about this some, uh, yeah. sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have to. In the you have to draw a line in shit talking with the NHL, though, because like Sean Avery was a great shit talker, but he essentially like he was basically forced out of the league because he's Cause also he crossed a, the line. yeah. yeah he, he, you he, have to. You have to toe a line. He, he I, wasn't a finesse when he's, shit talker. He yeah. was. A, he was a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. when he. When he uh, still is. When he yeah. called, uh, was it Alicia Cuthbert? Sloppy seconds. Like oh, yeah, that was yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was the end. Yeah, like, of his. Like, that was also fucking hilarious. He was, and yeah, that was. I, that, I, he's not so much a that. shit talker as he is like a shock jock. He, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right, and like, also probably a, a shithead. Uh, Claude Giroux on the ice is hilarious. Uh, if you seen the pigeons video, he's like. <laughs> you fucking pigeon! The, the, yeah, you sit at the end of bench and eat bread. The, the best was uh, they they caught it on Mike is uh, when Steve Ott was the captain of the Buffalo Sabers. Remember that? Oh yeah. Uh, and he he dark went, times he was in their first line center, uh, facing off against Claudrew. Claudrew's like they let you take faceoffs now. <laughs> Oh, I think I think and that's Steve, actually, I think that's the same YouTube video actually. Yeah, Steve Ott's like, yeah, I'm number five in the NHL. Go look it up, NHL.com. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the best shit talkers. And then Giroux, and then Giroux wins. Of course, that sounds yeah. like some shit you'd hear at indoor goals. Like, <laughs> yeah, I won that face-off. We don't keep that stat. Yeah. My my uh, my my whole. I've gone from trying to be like this, like super edgy Kirk Maltby dick on the ice to just trying to make people laugh and get them off their game. That's the way to do it. Yeah, it's it's much more fun than uh, getting punched. Mm-hmm. So I'm too old to get punched anymore. So just, like, you, you just have fun. Then when you're angry, everyone takes you way more seriously. Yeah, I got uh, one player who's very good like just cracking up and then took the puck off of him and scored once. And he was like, I see what you're doing now. And I respect it. And I was like, thanks dude. Sometimes it works, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It- <laughs> yeah. The only, the only players I ever talk shit to are the goalies. Cause I know they can't catch me. <laughs> my, my line is, and it's I'll, so easy to talk. I'll find to. a fast player and I'll just ask them very kindly, repeatedly to go slower <laughs> throughout like the entirety of the game. Like, Hey, you know, you know, I like it slower, right? Hey, will you treat me like a lady? Will you slow it down a little bit for me? (laughs) Just, you know how I like it. I don't always have to be pedal to the metal. Yeah. You know, just, just be patient. This is like, this is like a colors drive on a Sunday in the fall, man. Let's take those curves. Nice. This isn't like, this isn't like I'm going to shit if I don't get home in four minutes. This is like, yeah, you know, just. When you, I'm, when you I'm have coming the, home from grandma's and I just had a full meal and I don't feel like getting in the fast lane. Yeah. Yeah. When you have the puck in the zone, just, just give it, take give your it time, man. Just give it to me. Like, you don't, you don't want that. Yeah. You don't, you don't need, you need we're the response. We're just sweet talking people. Yeah. Really? I've forgotten what it's like to play hockey. Honestly. Oh God. It's, it's been, been so you get long. It, you know, almost a year for me since I've been on the ring. It's yeah. Well, you get, you get it back. Five real months. Fast. You get it five back. Real no, I, oh dude, I'm so out of shape. You'd be surprised. No, I know I'm. I would shape. love to be surprised. This time last year, I was working for the post office. I was walking ten miles a day. I was Boys playing, in blue, playing hockey twice a week. I was probably in the best shape of my life. I've done mm-hmm. nothing but like drink every day for the last five months and ride a motorcycle. <laughs> and uh, let me give you a personal not secret. play hockey. I've been playing hockey and drinking every day, <laughs> and it's not that much different. No. 
Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say, isn't that what hockey players do? Uh, of our caliber. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway. Moving on with the, uh, the upset but not irate <laughs> category, uh, back to that. Nashville, Winnipeg, and Florida were also on my... And this is, this is where Evan and I start to differ until we get to the last part where <laughs> like, cause I think Nashville is like a really good, like I just don't have anything against Nashville really. Like they're yeah. a good team they're, with good talent, they're but they're, team. but they're also really cap strapped. So young and they're an older team. So like a young cheap talent for the next three years is like a viable thing for them. Like would be pretty helpful. Yeah. They also just have a lot of talent. Yeah. Whereas it's like, Oh, they're gonna have to start trading some people, here. right? Like even like compared to like Edmonton, so the like they they have way more talent. But as you're pointing out, they have the cap problems, but they also have two really good goalies. And well, like, Pecorino is he's pretty much done. I think, like, <laughs> yeah, he hasn't yeah. played a game so far. Yeah, uh, I well, and now he won't. Well, he's yeah. the type of goalie that should be relevant just based on the strength of their defense alone. And yeah. he was, and Saros was relevant just even in backup minutes. But it was like you you would draft him like thinking, all right, this is the year that he you know crests over Pekarene. And well, Rene was such a great playoff goalie, though. Right, and you can tell like in camp. Yeah, that's that's when the switch happened. Yeah. Um. So like so Nashville, I don't have. I wouldn't have had a, a big problem with Nashville winning the pick. Uh, like they, they are good. They made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like I would have been upset on some level. I would have been upset because they would have terrorized the Blackhawks with. Yeah. That well, that's next, yeah. because I mean that, that is a, a friendly rivalry at that point. I think, yeah. I think that, you know, Nashville and Blackhawks are sort of like uh, weirdly rival brothers. Like, there, people like go from one city to the other to party. Just you just to, you just hate the blues. Mm-hmm. We hate the blues together. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I of this list, I wanted to see Winnipeg get him, and, and he made a convincing argument. Or I was, Minnesota, because, yeah, Minnesota, absolutely. Well, I only heard the the second half of this argument recently, but not only did Bufflin retire, yeah, but the timing of Bufflin's retirement. Um, really hamstrung. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. The, well, I didn't know that either at the time of the fantasy draft last year. Uh, oh, so, oh, his, his nonchalant retirement. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He half right. retired. I thought you meant full retired. He retired. But retired. the timing of such, what I didn't realize <laughs> is, is that, um, it hamstrung them uh, making an offer to Ben Chiaro. Chiaro. Chari- ben chariots of fire. Chirot. Chirot. Yeah. I, I don't know. That might be more confusing than any other NHL name. Thinking Bufflin had a chance to come back. They only offered Ben Chiro uh, a certain amount. Yeah. If they had not known that Bufflin was gone, gone, they certainly would have made a different offer that wouldn't have allowed Montreal to take him. Yeah, because he has been one of the huge difference makers in the back end for them. Obviously, yeah, you know, scoring an overtime goal. Shea Weber is always going to be your 
top ranked. Yeah, and they have Jeff. Like, they have Jeff Petrie there. Yeah, Petrie, uh, who's like weirdly super like underrated overachiever. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, he shouldn't be oh, as sorry, solid I'm, as he is. Like, he, but yeah. he's every very year. Solid. Every year he he's not in our in our fantasy league. He's not drafted in and the original draft, and then he'll be racking up points, and everyone's like, eh, "It's not gonna last." Yeah. And then all, at the end of the year, like, I think he scored the the playoff goal. I was thinking. Yeah, and at the end of the year, he's like he's got like twelfth. He's like twelfth in fantasy in scoring, scoring, and nobody yeah. has him. Yeah. So yeah, the the saving grace for Winnipeg is they got Neil Pionk. 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 Uh, one of the best, my other favorite names. Uh, so I love you know, that guy. I drafted. You all made fun of me for that too. Oh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I didn't make fun of you for him. I think he was on the roster like deep into the season maybe, before. Yeah, maybe not um, you, but Florida. I wouldn't <laughs> mind getting, or I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting Laffy getting there either, just because like if Quenville, they have a lot of good talent. Like they could, you know, it would be nice to see South Florida relevant. That was that's one of the no, NHL you mean, games. I've you seen mean it would have been great for when he moved when that team moves to Quebec and he then becomes the Quebecois hockey oh star gosh. that that province needs. The Honestly, only, if the Pan- <laughs> if the Panthers become the Nordiques, I will not be mad. The only no. reason Evan even has any uh, soft spot at all for Florida is because of Quenville. No, as that's not true. My dad lives in South Florida and I go to Panthers games. Okay. Uh, so my dad lives oh, in South Florida, right. and I got a penalty. It's Quenville. News to me. <laughs> yeah, no. When you were in Illinois, fake boy. news. <laughs> no, when uh, when Yager was a, a Florida Panther in his flow twilight. Yeah, I I uh, figured out that when I was going to visit my dad down in South Florida, and then figured out that they were playing Calgary when I when we were going to be visiting there, and I was like, hey. Let's go see a hockey game. And it started as a joke. It completely started as a joke. Like, hey, let's go see a Panthers game. Let's go see a Panthers game. A joke to whom? Sort Not of, you. No, honestly, it was it, like it was sort of a joke to me because I didn't think the schedule was going to match up. And then, like, you know, we had the tickets. We, we were going down there. I looked it up. There was nobody at the game. No. <laughs> They averaged fourteen thousand fans. Yeah. So we got, we got the worst attendance in the NHL. Yeah, we got like for a team that brought in a star in Bobrovsky. Those, those right? are like winter hawks numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. It, well, and it, it was sort of offensive how few seats were filled. But yeah, we also I think, got like we paid or I bought us nosebleeds, and then we just like walked up to the first row of the top ring and got great seats yeah that, that, that'd be pretty great actually you know because they're 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 a relevant team it's pretty high level hockey bunch of stars on that team yeah so this was when yager was still on so i i called it yager church because it was on a sunday morning nah. it's a sunday afternoon or whatever and then i watched a playoff game for the Red Wings where Pavel Datsyuk hip-checked or hip-tossed Dion Phaneuf. Really? Yeah. It was amazing. I was like, I'm going to go home and download a torrent. This is how long it was ago. Download a torrent of this game so I can watch that play over and over and (laughs) over. Forever. When I'm on my deathbed. Forever. Which ended up up being um, Ass Masters Volume (laughs) 37. (laughs) And I was strangely comfortable <laughs> like with that. it. 
Yeah. That works. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I told my parents. I tried to download the Red Wings game from tonight. Oh, that's weird. Oh, well, I guess I should just watch this by myself. Closed door. <laughs> um, I watched the Steve Eiserman third overtime goal against the blues probably twice a week. So that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I have therapy, you have that and it's fine. Well, I have therapy too, but, <laughs> uh, so Speaking of therapy, yeah. Minnesota, they, they really deserve. I, I, I feel like that was the, like the casual observer hockey fans pick was like, sure. You know what? Minnesota can go there. Like, they're a super old team. Maybe like Lafreniere could like maybe convince uh, Koivu to play one more year just to like have that on his wing. To maybe convince um, Ryan Suter to be good again. Or Zach Parise. <laughs> like, I mean, Suter is playing like 23 minutes a game for them. It's and it's not like pretty. not good. And um, he's fucking from there. Like, yeah. Well, so is Parise. Minnesota boys. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's an old team with old players. Uh, like, uh, like, there's nobody, like, even really particularly likable outside of maybe Matt Dumba on that team. No, actually, Miko Koivu is awesome. Spur- Jared Spurgeon's pretty exciting. He's nice. Eh, all right. he, he, I don't know. From a, in a defenseman appreciating other defensemen kind of way. Minnesota has had a lot of bad luck, you know, with goalies, because Dubnik evaporated before their eyes. Minnesota would have been absolutely the acceptable answer here, like, as far as, like, who gets the mm-hmm. the first pick. And I would argue that they probably got screwed the hardest out of the teams that sort of made it, but then don't get a lottery pick. Well, I think they got the ninth pick. They have a ninth which, pick, yeah, which think, will get them a good player. But. Yeah. Oh, I, well, supposedly like four through ten is like you get one of those players and you're getting a solid NHL player. Yeah, but one three is like. Yes. Ab- yeah. Well, it's, it's one the case, and then right? two and three. I think it's one and then two. And That's three. about how right. it usually breaks is, down. I, two is legit. Byfield and then yeah, Tim Stutzel, the kid out of Germany who is like. I've he's watched, a gamble, but not really. I mean, he's been like because he's been playing in the DEL, which is like you play against men in that league. Well, that's and what, he's been producing. Like he was one of the better players in the league. Like I, I think he's going to be right. He'll and that's be good. the uh, that's the recipe that that created a Kuba league. Well, it's the recipe that created uh, the Wings' first pick mm-hmm. last year in Moritz Cider. Like, or, or yeah, Pinar are, are, and, are Germans like, going to become the new f- uh, flavor of the day here with uh, Dreisaitl? Yeah, Dreisaitl and uh, 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 Marco Sturm. So New York, yes, eh, whatever. It's yeah, it's whatever. This creates an interesting issue for New York, though. So New York paid Chris Kreider big boy money to stay as their second left winger behind Panarin. So Panarin's making like 10 something. Kreider's making six something. And then they bring in Lafreniere, who is a left winger. They need centers and they need defensemen in their pipeline like crazy. Cause they're about to lose Tony D'Angelo probably in free agency, which would be, they have Adam Fox who's excellent and is going to be really good. But like Kreider not a center. No, Kreider's left winger. Yeah, and, and, there's some talk that Lafreniere may play center. 
I would move Kreider to That's center right. before I would move. I think so. But like, I was watching highlights of Lafreniere. Like, he'd probably make a good center too. Like, yeah, but, but then his game is sort of center like. Yeah. But he's, so he's like making a lot of just little passes, little creativity. But we know you can't bring, you can't develop players that way. You can't bring, bring a first round. Yeah, if you, if you get a number one, if you get a, a natural center, yeah, and that's expect not them true to play at all. Center. I mean, Patrick Kane bounced between Patrick Kane is Patrick Kane. What they yeah. bounced in between center and for, uh, yeah, and, and he didn't last at center, did he? Right, but they at least you know. Tried. And he's an and he's a elite talent. They tried. They a, tried to make Andreas Anthonisio a center, yeah. and we all see how even that Sam Reinhardt can't play center. <laughs> So there, there are some interesting things because, like, so they've got Buchnevich and Kako on the right. They've Buchnevich. got Kreider and uh, Panarin on the left. Their centers are like Ryan Strom. Yeah, uh, yeah, like eh, he's all right. Like, I, and he he had a good fantasy it. year for like the first like three months of the season. Yeah, and then he got really exposed in the, the playoff series. Yes. So, like, they really need centers, and they really need defensive talent. So, like, I mean, I know this isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're picking Lafreniere. Like, they're going to put that star talent in New York. Somehow. But, like, Byfield is NHL ready now. Like, everything says, like, he's, like, maxed out physically. Like, he's ready to go. He's a man. And Stutzel is a left winger or plays the wing, but is supposedly going to be a center in the NHL. He's also a pastry. Uh, get in my Volkswagen. Eat this strutzel, yeah. yeah uh, so, every game. Yeah. This is my power meal. Ich bin ein Berliner. Uh, Followed by schnitzel. Schnitzel and strutzel. Uh, so he, Sorry. that'd be my line Sorry for the that. breakfast. Yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> There's no defensive prospect who's worth taking in the top three this year. Uh, the Drysdale kid out of Erie is considered like the best defensive prospect in this draft. And like there, there's a lot of talk that he would be a stretch for the wings at four. So like, and then there's the Sanderson kid who's on the national developmental team. So like take you, you can't take a defenseman number one this year. Like you just can't, I can tell someone's been reading the athletic. Uh, yeah, you can take <laughs> you can take Byfield number one. Yeah, you can. You can. It would be stupid. and like it. Well, it might. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm just trying to make a, yeah. like I'm just trying to like create some drama for mm-hmm. the draft. Yeah, well, like like I think like the, the biggest drama though. is like let's try Chris Kreider at center. Yeah, like. he's like <laughs> he's going to New York. Like they're going to like and they're going to play Taylor Swift. Welcome to New York. For him, when they announce him at Madison Square Garden, immediately after, and, followed by Alicia Keys. Yeah, no, immediately followed by blank spaces. Just a weird <laughs> amount. Um, this is absolutely a ploy and a sham that the biggest market in the NHL got the first pick. It's bullshit, and I hate Gary Bettman. And I'm not <laughs> going. I'm not going to go to Toronto to yell at him, but he should know that I'm this close. Um, I was reading uh, Sean McIndoe article on The Athletic uh, (laughs) uh, talking about the draft, like the round two of the draft lottery. Like, and he talks, he had a comment 
and I'll pull it up here because uh, somebody asked about like the possibility of rigging the the draft lottery uh, for a team, and the question was asked, Sean, if the NHL actually rigged the lottery, who would they want? I have I have to imagine New York, and Sean's Sean McIndoe's response was absolutely fun fact. They tried to rig the. That's what they were trying to do for Crosby back in 2005, i.e. get him to New York. They didn't rig the actual drawing, of course, but they did invent a weird system that gave extra balls to teams that were bad but not too bad, and it just coincidentally happened to give the Rangers the most, along with the Penguins, extra balls in the draft lottery. And, of course, he went to Pittsburgh, which created Pittsburgh as well. I guess Pittsburgh was already one of the better markets, I think, in the NHL. Like Wait, Pittsburgh's just Pittsburgh's a great sports market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diehard fans. Yeah, yeah, it's a great hockey town. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, anything town. I mean, they they cheer on their college teams. They're like they're one of the the cities in the the quote unquote Rust Belt that is like really rebounded. Um, uh, I actually applied for jobs there at one point, mm-hmm. uh, um, but like. I think, uh, like, I, like, do I think this draft was was rigged? Yes, uh, because <laughs> you think it was the dimple on the back of the ball. Because no, I well, no, I think the the rigging of it was one of the seven teams that didn't make the playoff, not getting like. Even if like Ottawa or L.A. or New Jersey or Buffalo had gotten that first pick, I would have been like, OK, yeah. they weren't allowed to play. Like yeah. those are the only seven teams who should have been able to get the first pick. Sure. Yeah. Open the lottery up for two and three. I'm with you. But that. that first pick should have only like you don't allow these teams to complete compete in like this fake ass tournament that you've created in order to have a championship this year or a Stanley Cup this year. Fine. But at least give them the opportunity to win that first pick. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like that's it. And I'm, like, even I'm, if the Red Wings don't get it, like, I that's fine. Like, but like, one of those teams should have gotten the number one pick. Like, you don't allow them to compete in a fake tournament you created, but then you also totally jerry rig the the draft to allow more intrigue for your second round draft. Yeah. yeah. Straight up gas. It's absolutely bullshit rigged for one of those teams. And the fact that the team from the biggest market in the United States happened to get also the most popular team. Like, yeah, I know the Islanders exist, but it's like the Rangers are the Yankees. Like they yeah, are and the Islanders. Yeah. Islanders are, would be the Islanders even have the of, Islanders even have the same colors as the Mets. Like yeah. it's not even hard like to draw the comparisons. <laughs> um, uh, so like although the Islanders have probably almost as many cups as the Rangers at this point. Yeah. And so much more like quality, like history and yeah. culture. Like, you know, they're they're the. To the Robin to the Rangers Batman, it's so much more interesting. But, but so I like, I it, like this was absolutely a whole put on by the NHL. Like, it's all made for maximum uh, visibility at a time when other teams are floundering and having tr- like they, they saw an opening and Gary Batman engineered some bullshit. Well, did you and, see the video? Uh, no, you, I did didn't. Did you see yeah. the video of the balls? There, who was the former player who said that the the 
the Rangers ball was weighted extra. You gotta you gotta look at the video and decide for yourself. <laughs> I will. I will. That, uh, and, and if I watch that video and I get mad, we're spending all of episode three <laughs> on me just screaming into this. It's microphone. more of a uh, it's more of a golf ball type uh, physics question. Is there a dimple? Mm. Did they okay. dimple the ball? I mean, whose aren't right? Did the shot uh, come? Yeah. Did the shot come from? It's the grassy knoll. Yeah, grassy knoll. Second shooter. Should we should we move on to our final thoughts here? Yeah, I think uh, you know uh, we talked earlier about Evan revisiting his love for John Tortorella, Mm -hmm. which I totally understand and agree with. Yeah, it's Tort Law. That's God. That man. That that should be that should be a team name. Um, At least a earning hockey blog in in Columbus. (laughs) And one of the uh, the other interesting things that I wanted to bring up is so like because it's relevant to at least two of us in this room is <laughs> so the seven teams that weren't allowed to play in this playoff did just submit a proposal to the NHL to get two weeks of extra uh, training camp time, mm. which makes sense. I mean, the other Absolutely. teams will need to like rest yeah. and heal after a brutal playoff run. Give those players who haven't had any opportunity to play hockey since fucking March, the opportunity to play meaningful, like at least get together and play like in some, some sort of bubble, whatever. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, I love that, how that comes up. Yeah. That seems only fair to me because, you know, every team with young players that, that made this tournament, I mean, I'm thinking of the Blackhawks, but like, you know, everybody got, well, right. I'm just talking about player development. Like, you're thinking of them as example, like, you know, Doc and Boquist got two more weeks of camp where yeah, plus you know, playoff Ra- games. Ross Dahlin did not. And no. yeah, it, at the very least, I fully believe that that should happen yeah. to equate the situation. If, yeah. If only for young player development. One of the uh, things. So the Red Wings have since sent uh, Mo Sider and. Uh, I'm pausing here. Uh, Philip Zadina over to Europe to train with European teams. Their leagues start in they, October. They let them in? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they have. The, well, they probably sent them now so they could quarantine for a while. They sent them in a boat. Uh, well, apparently, actually, I'm guessing. I'm, my guess is that they were already there. Like, yeah, my guess is that point, yeah. like, anybody at, who uh, had European citizenship got the hell out when they could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you look at who went over and came back. And how they've performed, that's like yeah. Kubalik, Landeskog. The people who breathe COVID-free air <laughs> for a while. Right, and, and yeah. got to play hockey on yeah. big ice with their friends while doing so. Yeah. Uh, so so that's going to be an interesting thing to follow. Uh, like the Obviously, Red Wings homer, so like the only two people that I know of so far but I'm sure they're not the only ones are Cider and Zadina. Well, I'd like to but, like, uh, have a scientific study of like who could play during the break and but, who couldn't. Yeah, but th- so those those guys, Sweden only allows players to come in on this kind of deal if they're going to play all year. But like the Finnish League, the German League, uh, the Swiss League, the Czech League, all allow players to just come in and hang out basically. And mm. so like Zadina could play like 10 games in the Czech league and then come back for training camp in, uh, in the U S uh, the same for cider. 
it'll be really interesting with the European League starting on time um, without fans, obviously, but like uh, a couple of the top 10 prospects in this year's draft are Swedish born. No way. Yeah, yeah I know. Shocking. But like, <laughs> but like if the Swedish elite league gets to play, like we might, because no scouting has been done since March, right? right? So, like, everything that you know, you knew in March, essentially. I'm sure and some so, limited scouting has been done, but it's sending a videos. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah it, but um, I'm sure it's been hamstrung yes, heavily. The Swedish League is supposed to start in the middle of September, and the draft is at the end of October, or, like, October 20th, I think it's scheduled for right now those players are going to get a little bit of extra. If you're in that four to 10 group and you could go anywhere and you come out like a cannon shot in the Swedish league and play like six games and have like, I don't know, like eight points or something like that. Like that's new. Mm -hmm. Like that's brand new scouting, Mm -hmm. which is always better than eight month old scouting. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be really interesting to see how, those uh, players in Europe play and perform and how that impacts the draft compared to like the U S or Canadian born players who aren't going to get to play um, prior to prior to the draft. So it's going to be really interesting coming up and you know, we'll have some, we'll have some draft coverage here in the, yeah. in the next couple of months. Seattle released their teaser trailer. Yes. Uh, and released their, their, their branding, their logo. You guys, what do you guys Everything think? about it was great. Yeah. Everything like it. about it was, that was great. Cool. I, yeah. I, I I'm a little it. more critical. Yeah. Uh, I give them, uh, I've said this in a couple of different mediums, I sort of give them B plus. Um, I think the logo is pretty awesome. I think the um, team name concept is... You don't like the Kraken? It's okay. It's excellent. It's, what, what, what were you going to go with? What would you have gone with? The Sakais. The Chinook. Metropolitan, <laughs> I it can't yeah. be the Chinook. No, like, I was on the Metropolitan's bag bandwagon or something. Gary Bettman called them and was like, "Don't name yourself the Metropolitans because then I have to name rename the Metropolitan Division, and I don't want to do it." Like, who gives a shit? Uh, I I I would be a big fan of them wearing a Seattle Metropolitans throwback jersey. Absolutely, that'd yeah, be that'll great. be cool. Um, no, the only thing I don't like is the I think it's the home jersey has like this red bead around the waist oh i love and, the red yeah and see i was like eh, eh, that's too many colors it's a little out of place but so my thought was a the nhl needs another navy jersey like it needs a hole in the head and <laughs> yes uh, very true but the 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 teal color is great yes absolutely it was classic it was with some fun, I liked it. The, uh, fun additions. Yeah, I, I, I don't hate it. And I know that, that they're turn. like their media team will take it and run with it and do awesome stuff. And the like, anchor the, the that logo. turns into the Space Needle is fantastic. Yeah, and frankly, I don't know why that's not the main logo. Yeah. Like, uh, that would have been. I like the S too. I, I like the like, S. I really if only like that, the I think it's clever. If only that, that, that means you have to call them the semen. Like. I think that the I anchor mean, no. that turns in the, the, the space needle should have been the logo. Wow. But the, yeah, the, the it's, S it's with the, the red eye, also pretty cool. And I guess that like script S is a throwback to something else. Well, the Seattle Metropolitan's logo was an S, and then it said, okay, yeah, it that's it said Seattle in it. I didn't think the Sockeyes had much of a play. 
And but yeah, the, the sucky was thing great. Is, is when they like fake release that and like people exploded. I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. It's yeah. a mythological creature that eats ships whole. That's that, amazing. That part is cool. The less part, less cool part is we're gonna get like crackheads and crack den. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm and, full on crackhead. Full on. Like I when mean, I created yeah, when like, I created the kraken in NHL 20, the mascot is crackhead. Well, like, like yeah, it's gonna happen. Black hockey twitter and that's a thing like yeah. they're not so happy about that like you know yeah, that's fair. understandably so i would love to see crack and gritty with like yeah octopus head yeah i think it, i think it's gonna be great i'm excited for uh whomever they take off of the red wings in the expansion draft it won't be bad uh, yeah because because you can't take a bad player. no because we have enough open spaces to protect all of our good players right. it's great like uh, who would they take? Uh, hopefully Franz Nielsen or Justin Applicator, but they'll probably take some prospect that we don't care about. Yeah, the, I don't even hey, know. And Iserman, we trust, man. It's all good. If, if Applicator is a Kraken, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, neither. No, I'll go and I'll wear a Red Wings jersey and I'll be like, I'm gonna go and fuck throw, you, buddy. Throw stuff at him. Yeah, Four right. and a half million a year to sit on our fourth line and suck. All right. <laughs> Well, you guys got anything else? I'm good. I think that we can call it a, a night. All right. Well, that ends it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, all three of you, which are probably us. Us three. Us yeah. three. Thanks for tuning in to ourselves. Uh, we are out of here. Thanks for tuning in to the Handsome Hockey Podcast. Bonsoir, Alexis Lafreniere. Au revoir. Bonjour. Bye. <laughs>